they literally have sky guns. Before I get started, I just want to say two things. Number one, I'm sorry I sound stuffy. It's allergy season, I know. Don't judge me. Number two, I had to redo one segment in this episode because the app started going all wonky on me. So if the sound quality just kind of jumps, I'm sorry, don't judge me. Um, But yeah, that's it. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Soapbox Soliloquy. Um, It's been a while. My apologies. It's been a lot going on, but we're trying to get back in the groove. So here we are. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about something that's a little bit heavy, but I mean, what's new? Today, I'm going to talk about gun violence um, in general and also like mass shootings and stuff. It's been bothering me for the past couple weeks. It's been really, really heavy on me. Um, made my anxiety just like off the charts for a while. For like a week straight, I was just reading about gun violence and mass shootings and it really just like triggered my anxiety so bad. I figured this would be a good topic and I know I told everyone I was going to talk about capitalism, but this one has just been really bothering me. So um, we're going to start with the easy stuff. Basically, gun violence is just the result of all incidents of death or injury or threat with firearms that end with the shooting of a victim or a subject and is violent in nature, generally. Mass shootings, on the other hand, it's not defined by the FBI. There's like a difference between mass murders and mass shootings. Organizations um, like the GBA track gun violence statistics. They define mass shootings as basically when a person goes somewhere and shoots four or more people excluding themselves whether they die or not it's still considered a mass shooting versus a mass murder is where four or more people die again excluding the shooter america of course the united states um, we have the weakest gun laws and the most guns especially when you compare us to other countries that have similar GDP, uh, health, and education. The United States makes up 4% of the population in the world, um, but 35% of firearm ownership is like, if you break that down into numbers, it's mind-blowing how many guns we actually have in the United States. Roughly 38,000 people die a year, which breaks down to about 100 people a day um, from gun violence. And we have 393 million guns in the U.S., which is almost 121 guns for every 100 people. Of course, it follows that where there's more guns, there's more gun violence. So going over a few statistics because they're important. um, 61% of gun violence is self-inflicted, so that's suicides. Over, Over half of all suicides are done using a gun. Of some sort um, and of course gun ownership increases that risk so people who already own guns are more likely to kill themselves with guns 36% of deaths from gun violence are homicides 1.4% are 1.4% are due to police use and 1.3% are unintentional deaths 
Gun violence is steadily increasing in America. Um, 2017 was the highest year for gun violence, and almost every American will know a victim of gun violence just due to the overwhelming prevalence of guns in America and our proximity to people with guns. So in 2019 in the U.S., there was more mass shootings than there were days in the year, which is a common trend in America. Um, I'm sure you guys have probably seen those like infographics where they show you like, oh, we're in March and we've already had this many mass shootings or whatever the case may be. It's not uncommon for us to have more shootings than dates. Which brings me to the very interesting fact that gun ownership or the support for gun ownership has sharply increased since 2000, which likely has something to do with the 9-11 attacks. There's a lot of interesting ideologies that came out of that. Of course, the main proponents generally is Republicans. Most Republicans support gun ownership in the United States. They have quite a few arguments, and I won't say all of them are dumb, but some of them don't really check out logically. Starting with the argument that we need our guns to defend ourselves from the government. Um, While I hear you, I see where you're trying to go with that. They have sky guns. Like, they can shoot us down from the sky. Um, We've seen the excessive force that they can use with these um, protests, the peaceful protests, and how they pull out all the stops. So just imagine if you're trying to revolt against the government. Like, I feel like if we're going to do that, we would have to be a little more strategic about it because they can literally shoot us from the sky from the other side of the country and we wouldn't be none the wiser. Um, Another argument is that we need to defend ourselves against mass shooters, which is a really weird way to think to me because it's like, oh, to stop the people killing people with guns, we need to have guns. It just doesn't make sense to me. And rarely ever is it the case that a person who has a gun, who just so happens to have a gun uh, amidst one of these mass shootings, actually does anything to protect anybody. I'm not saying that's never the case, but more likely than not, it doesn't really happen. I just don't think that's a sound argument because it hasn't really proven to be useful, I guess. But anyway, another argument is that we have a constitutional right to gun ownership, which again, I get where you're going with this, but they didn't have AR-15s in the 1800s, so I just don't really think that they're comparable. Another argument is that people need guns for hunting and for sport activities. Um, I guess I don't believe in like killing animals, so but that's just me. I know if it's different for like um, certain indigenous cultures that hunt because they have to, that's one thing. But if you are just in the backwoods somewhere, um, being a redneck I don't really think we have to do that I just I don't know that's just me though people also argue that restricting guns won't stop criminals from owning guns and to that I just say duh I mean restricting drugs hasn't stopped people from getting drugs but does it significantly reduce the consumption or in this case the ownership 
yeah, it, it's been proven to be pretty successful. So I don't know where, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what the thought process is there. Another argument is that it gives the government too much power. I just roll my eyes at that one. I don't have, I don't feel like I have to say why. That's just, that's ridiculous. The government already has, it's just ridiculous. One of my favorites. Oh boy, I love this one. Background checks are an invasion of privacy. A bullet in my chest is an invasion of privacy, Connor. Can we please? I just, I don't understand it. It's, uh, final argument that I hear all the time, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Again, I say, duh, we know this, but if somebody runs around with a knife, how many people can they really kill in 15 seconds? 15 seconds, not very many, but you have a fully automatic assault rifle? I just, again, they're just not comparable. I think people just say whatever because they don't have an argument, which is fine. I get it. That's like, the basis of so many people's arguments is no argument, but whatever. Going off of that point, um, that people kill people, it's very important to note the violence against women bred through gun ownership. Oftentimes, men buy guns to protect women and children, but more often, women and children tend to be the victims instead of being protected. So again, with the statistics, women are eight times more likely to be killed in domestic violence situations when their abuser has access to a gun. Almost a million women in the United States who are alive today reported being shot or being shot at by their intimate partner. Guns are the most commonly used weapon in violent situations involving a man and a woman. Um, second only is knives. This, of course, then impacts children. Gun violence is the second cause of death in young children, second only to car accidents. From 2014 to 2018, 15,000 kids died from accidental gunshot wounds, 85% of them in their own home. So again, more gun availability directly correlates to more death. So in addition to that, there's violence against the LGBT community because where there's violence against women and children, there's violence against gay people and bi people and trans people. So it's really hard to find information about gun violence and how it intersects with gender identity and sexual orientation because gender identity and expression and sexual orientation are not asked for on death certificates. So it was a little difficult to find that information, but I did find some. So for instance, um, guns are used in roughly 60% of bias-motivated homicides based off of a UCLA study that was done. And they're often used to intimidate and threaten. And like I keep saying, more guns means more likelihood that someone can accidentally get shot um so even if they don't intend to somebody trying to intimidate or threaten a gay or a trans person could accidentally kill them which a gun death is a gun death the lgbt community has a higher prevalence of suicide attempts and comparable intimate partner violence so potentially there is a higher chance of um, gunshot suicide 
And then not only this, there is the intersection of race, sex, and gender presentation that confounds all of these variables and increases the likelihood of gun violence in somebody's life. Perfect example of basically the hypocrisy of gun ownership. Most of us know most of us know about Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend, the situation where the cops came in and basically shot at them in their own home. A lot of mostly white people will say, well, we reserve the right to have guns so we can protect ourselves from intruders. Breonna Taylor's boyfriend shot at who he thought were intruders and those very same people use him shooting at the intruders who were police officers, uh, a fact that he was likely unaware of. Um, they use that to justify them being murdered, even though they use that very same logic as to why they should be able to keep their guns. This is a very common thing when black people own guns legally even. We are demonized for it and it's used against us. So it's almost like white people want to own guns but don't want us to own guns. So what are we really fighting for? Not only this, there have been several tough on gun programs. Programs tend to target people of color and don't really get to the root of the issue because they're anti-black, they're anti-immigrant. Uh, perfect example. Um, I think it was about a week ago, a young man walked into Publix. He had body armor and I believe he walked in with six different guns. I want to say six. I'll um, link the article in my show notes, of course, with all of, all of my sources and he walked into a Publix with several guns and technically although when I heard the story I was like it's very obvious what he was going in to do who goes into a Publix into a crowded grocery store with several guns and body armor but doesn't intend to cause harm as to what I think about the situation he technically didn't really break laws because he is an open carry state you can carry now though i'm not 100 percent sure if you're allowed to have multiple guns like that accident of color how arrested in these open carry states even during the election i saw like in virginia they had people with military gear and these rifles posted outside of the the polls trying to intimidate people not to vote do you think they were arrested of course not. It's a double standard and it's in racism. I think a part of it is a lot of the issue in general with these weapons stems from the fact that we live in such a hev heavily militarized state and we're so desensitized to guns and gun violence. You'll see a black person get shot down on Instagram and think nothing of it and go about your day because we're so desensitized to guns and death that it almost doesn't seem real that we're in the, given those same freedoms that white people are given because I've seen many a picture especially during the Trump riots I guess walking around strapped up with guns automatic rifles peaceful protests where the police come out in riot gear they come out police in this small 
fairly quiet town drive around in their motorcycles with automatic rifles so it desensitizes us so much that people think that owning these heavy duty weapons are that it's normal maybe there's a way to do it where it's more effective and not so dangerous but i feel like until there's a way for us to ensure that everyone is safe now this episode may seem a little bit more opinionated um than the others they're all opinionated but like i said this one has just been really heavy on me because i can't wrap my head around the fact that every single day when i go to the gym when i go to the grocery store when i put my kids in school and they go to school every day i have to worry about the fact that somebody could just be having a bad day air quotes and just I might not make it home one day because somebody's having a bad day or has mental health issues. And the how mental health plays into people and gun violence is widely debated. So I'm not going to get into that in this episode, but it's just very interesting to me that I have to be anxious about not only mass shootings, but I have to worry about if somebody is going to, like, if I accidentally cut somebody off, are they going to hop out of their car and shoot me simply because they're I just pissed them off that bad that they feel like they need to kill me? Like, that's why I don't understand this obsession and this glorification of gun ownership and that guns don't fall into the wrong hands. There's no reason for us to have them. But essentially, that means we have to tackle the root of the problem, which is over-policing and militarization overseas and state violence, which is, this is why I have the podcast, because it's just, it's a rabbit hole and it's just so much to unpack and I feel like there's so much that needs to be done and so little that can actually be done by one individual person. So there's that every single day for a week so that's all i have for this episode i didn't get too too deep um because if i'm being completely candid with you guys i have to protect my mental health these days um it's been very fragile and the world is um the world is one big anxiety inducing melting pot for me right now so i'm working through those feelings and I'm talking through them as much as I can but I still feel an obligation to spread information about things that are important which is where these long gaps come in because I feel like I need to prepare myself not only mentally but like spiritually so like I said I either scrolled past a post of about road rage and somebody getting shot that way or There was like three mass shootings back to back and that's exhausting and then having to like talk about it and read about it and if you follow my Instagram you see how much I actually like delve into the information. It's it's heavy and it's hard work and you know sometimes I just don't have the energy for it but I'm trying to be more consistent. I really am. Um, So if you guys could hold me to it that's all i have for you guys i hope you learned something um you may or may not agree with what i had to say today and that's okay i'm not i'm not mad at you charge it to the game
But I hope you guys have a wonderful day today and I hope to talk to you very, very soon. But that's all I have for this episode. Um, I want to do a podcast episode where like I talk with somebody and we kind of like go back and forth because I feel like that would be fun. So um, if you're on my Instagram and you would want to be a part of that, hit me up. Maybe we can we could chat.